All right, buddy, you there? Yeah, there we go. Look at that. Okay. So, hey, guys. Welcome to another edition of Beat. And today is a special episode. I am here with super fan Christopher uh, Funk. Jeremy, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Good, how are you? It's great to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, so I wanted to talk a little bit about your favorite team, of course. course, (laughs) The San Diego (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Obviously, last year did not go the way you hoped. Nope. Um, Let's talk a little. I know you don't want to do this, but we're going to do this. (laughs) Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Game against uh, against Monterey. Obviously, like I said, it didn't go the way you planned. They got it. They they got it to overtime. What do you think went wrong in that game? Because obviously, you know, San Diego was pretty much the most dominant team in the league. Pretty much, yes. So so. What do you think went wrong in that particular game? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm well, so sorry. What went wrong? And don't say they gave up a goal because we know that happened. Well, I, <clears throat> reflecting back uh, on that said goal, um, from what I recall, uh, San Diego didn't follow the Monterey player, uh, and, and they, they didn't go out and defend. They stayed back, maybe a yeah. little too far deep, and didn't challenge. Oh, you're absolutely did right. not challenge the shot or send a player out to at least run some static right. on them. And you're a goalkeeper, so you know <laughs> that if. You don't have good defending. You kind of leave your goalkeeper up. This is around. true. And I, and I feel that like that's exactly what happened to Boris in that last play. Unfortunately, he had no chance to make the save. There was nothing he could no, do. No, that was just a, a well-hit ball. Yeah, I mean... And let me ask you this. Going into the final, were you surprised... About the outcome between Milwaukee and Monterey. Well, as, you, as as we have discussed, you, uh, you know, a time or two in person, um, I I was a bit surprised that Monterey seemed to just didn't have the the spark in that second half, that, much yeah, less in the I, fourth quarter. They just seemed to eh, give up in a way, and I hate to say. You know, yeah. a, a, a Mexican team give up because that's not their style, but they just no, it, it wasn't collapsed. And I and I told you time and time again. I said, you know, had it been Milwaukee and yep. San Diego in San in San Diego, I think it might have been a different outcome. And I I really felt bad for the Tigers because, like I told you, they had all the momentum. Going into the playoffs, obviously they had the winning streak. They had the magical moments in overtime, and so for me, I I looked at that season as 
Yeah, it was a great season, but ultimately you didn't win the championship, and that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And I give you crap. About yes, that you do. And thanks for reminding me. <laughs> yeah, but but in all seriousness, you know that's cool at the end of the day. Oh, sure. So, do you do you think Phil and the rest of the boys look at that season as a disappointment? Well, it's. It's always a disappointment when you go into a season with all kinds of defensive pieces and offensive firepower, top to bottom, you know, when you're stacked, your second, your third lines, um, and even, you know, with the, the Soccer's 2 team, I mean, they ran the table like they did, and, you know, you have all of this surrounding you and you have the prestige you have the history you have the winning streak and you still don't and get it you come up and you, still don't get it you know at the end of a game and yeah. you, it's just that that giant balloon just proverbial pops in your face and the reality hits you and you're like okay what did i just miss what happened and right right you know and it's it's funny it's funny you say that. Excuse me, I don't mean to cut you. No, yeah, you're good. But it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that because talking to guys like Ian Bennett and Juliano Alinero before the start of the playoffs last year in Milwaukee, they said, listen, we have what it takes to win a championship. And if we don't, it's sure. a failure. Because, because we have all the pieces there to win the championship and obviously they did but you know I, I think if you go into a season <clears throat> having all these kids and you're not able to produce especially with all the hype with San Diego because let's face it there was a lot of oh hype there was extreme hype I mean it was as hyped up as oh, you can get and that brings me into my next segue when it comes to this so obviously San Diego was the talk of the MISO going into last season because of the whole Landon Donovan signing obviously we don't know if he's coming back It it hasn't been said if he's coming back so let me ask you this if he doesn't come back do you think there will still be that amount of hype well, there'll definitely be some scrutiny um, attached yeah, to it. Um, you know, and I, I hate to say anything negative about the, the team that I grew up as a kid idolizing and, and wanting sure. to play for sure. and all that. But they're... <laughs> I mean, that's a tough one. Um, I would think that if Landon does come back there's definitely going to be a chip on their collective shoulders Um, I don't know if the target will be as big as it was last season however there will be a a target uh, on their backs just because they are San Diego Um, they're like the Yankees in a sense you know the 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 winningest team Um, and they as I said, they've got that right. history in the background. At... Yeah, absolutely. You're so, I mean, yeah, there will be a target. And, and 
they'll definitely have, I would think, a lot more pressure because we came up just that short, oh, sure, you know, sure. and just the the fact that the you know that shot went off the crossbar, so we missed by that much. Oh, and I would hope it lights a fire under their collective backsides. But let me ask you this: if if Landon does come back. Does the novelty kind of wear off a little bit? Because now you know he's in the system. Now it's nothing new. He's just another player in the NFL. Well, and I hate it. and I hate to say that about a guy <laughs> like Landon because because we know the prestige that he brings sure. along with no, he him. Was, he was the guy. Oh sure, but I think a lot of it that had to do with his name. I, and I, that's taking nothing away with what sure. he accomplished in the league because he he did a tremendous job for never playing the arena game before. And we all know, coming from outdoor soccer to indoor soccer, there's an immense learning curve there. We all know that. It's not a secret. But if Landon comes back, do you think the novelty kind of wears off a bit? Well... The novelty, perhaps, but at the same time, it would be interesting to see what he could do with a full season. A half a season. You know, putting his numbers that he had just for those certain number of games, extend that into a full season, you know, and and get his legs under him, as it were. I mean, I'm sure he could do, and granted, he he won't be the focal point as Craig Childs has been for right. so many years, but even at Craig's age right now, he's still he's still the guy, you know. Oh, he absolutely. he can still distribute. He knows the angles. You know, granted, okay, you know, Landon had that learning curve. But if if he gets in that full season, I think he could be he, he could be something else. But let, let me just play devil's sure. advocate for Landon because you know oh, I do. what I do. <laughs> but, but, you know, I look at it this way. Even when Landon had a certain number of games, he pick and chose when he wanted to play. So, who's to say he doesn't do that again? Well, going into I'm okay. Season? Going, yeah, I guess the game's going at Turlock. You know, I don't know that you really want to send your top guys into that uh, arena. But, but... But, but, but was Landon really a top guy, though? Because, <clears throat> yes, it was a household name, but let's be honest, did San Diego really need Landon Donovan, in my opinion? No. Was it, was it a luxury oh, to have Landon? Extreme. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Undoubtedly, if nothing else, just for his name. The fact that he was able to do what he did for the league is nothing short of miraculous. I mean, we were on Sports Center for <laughs> his sake. Yeah. You know, and so so that that's what I want to kind of get into next is what, what do you think the state of the mm. MASL is? Is it? Do you like where it's going? Do you want to see things change? What do you see for this league going into the future? Well, because because I'll be honest with you, I think, and again, I've said these things to you before as well. But 
for me, I look at it this way. I look at it as, you know, the MASM is never going to be the the MLS. It's never going to be the NBA. It's never going to be the NHL. But if we can get it to the point where people actually want to tune in week after week, then we're doing something right. And I think Commissioner has done a great job with the things that he's done, but I, I still think there's a lot of sure. work to do. I think, there's, I think there's a tremendous amount of work to do. So talk to me, talk to me a little bit about where you think this league is right now and where you would like it to go or if you're happy with the way it is. Well, obviously, and as you said, you know, where it's come from, I guess, you know, granted, as the MASL, it's only been around a short time. Um, sure. You know, it's definitely, as a newer league, as it were, it's, it, it does have its growing pains. Well, unquote. Um, always room for improvement. Um, oh, absolutely. Getting, <laughs> I don't know, maybe getting the right... I don't know how to say it, the the right mix of teams, personnel, directors, what have you, um, you know, and, and, and as you know, just the other day <clears throat> this week with the, the additions of the, you know, the corporate partnerships, operations manager, yeah, the digital content, which right there, the digital content media PR, you know, Jeff, we're looking at you, buddy, you know, Jeff has been <laughs> instrumental in in this league, uh, and all credit goes to Jeff. He's he's been phenomenal when it comes to promotion with with the league. When it comes to keeping fans yes. up to date with the league, he he's been a- absolutely instrumental with that. Obviously, Greg has been absolutely great with that. Um, that's kind of why I doing this podcast is because I want to help the league grow as much as I can. I don't know if I'll do any yeah, good. It's worth a shot. Know. Absolutely. And, and that's the greatest thing about this league is that, you know, the fan base is so interconnected with one another. It's not, okay, this is my team, this is your team. Like, we all come together at the end of the day. Yep. And and that's not something you're able to find very often when it comes to sports. Right. But I do agree with you, though. We've taken giant steps. But talk to me about something that obviously was was kind of controversial going into last season. Talk to me about 11 sports. Are you a fan of 11 uh, sports? Or as a yes or no, I have to say no. And I say that because it was it was unreliable. Um, you know, oh, okay, we're gonna you know have games at a certain time, so people attempt to to tune in, and we're watching backgammon, um, uh, I think lacrosse. It was, I, I, think, I don't. Remember. I think it was actually. I can recall a time when it was supposed to be Milwaukee and Baltimore, which is undoubtedly one of the greatest rivalries in the sport and it did not air for right. three hours until 
till after the game was over. So I think there is a lot. And they had that same issue just this last U.S.-Mexico game. You know, I mean, there was, yes, it's coming. No, it's not. Yes, it will be here. Oh, wait, it may... that was a debacle, you know, and, and it was just and reliable. Mean, and I mean, let's be honest, not everybody knows And And I, is, I had right? no idea. I'm not a gamer, so I had no idea. Well, I mean, come on, just to do this podcast, I had to <laughs> Supposed to keep that secret. So, I mean, <laughs> right, right. You know, so never mind. You guys didn't do any of that. They, well, they, that didn't. That didn't Cat, happen. Cats Christopher out of the bag. Actually, Christopher is actually a genius. Oh, wow. But, you know, that's, that's, that's a story for another day. So, yeah, I, I, I do agree Everybody knows you, what YouTube think... is, and YouTube has been around for quite some time. It's established. It's a growing platform. Well, right. To... Absolutely. I mean, you can watch it anyway. Yeah. I mean, technically, technically you can watch Twitch anywhere, too, but as I said... Not everybody knows what Twitch is. Yep. Um, you know, thankfully we have a lot of fans that are helpful to. I mean, you know, when I first heard of Twitch, I'm thinking, is that a character from South Park? But you know, (laughs) (laughs) I I think you mean no, no, no. There's (laughs) an. But anyway, address. So so let me ask you this. Obviously, we have teams like. Turlock, who are still in the league, but then you have teams like RGV, who is now in MASL 2. Yeah. Does that kind of surprise you? Oh, a little, a little bit? bit, a lot of it. Um, I mean, <laughs> it it does on on two levels. The fact that Turlock's still up and the RGV went down. Um, and I and I don't mean that in a in a bad way, but considering sure. their, the the level of play that RGV had in this second season, you know, their first season in, you know, eh, they were a little up and down and and weren't very reliable. But this past season, they were they were sure. a, a force to be reckoned with. And, absolutely. you know, and Janoni I, I did a phenomenal job in getting them to oh, gel absolutely. the way they did. And Absolutely. That's why, I, that's why I was honestly really shocked that the final ended the way that it did. Because, you know, they did a tremendous job over there. And, and they pushed Monterey up until the end of the season, you know, and... Right, I, I mean, let's be honest, they could have very well been RGB. And, and you know what, and, and I was secretly holding, crossing my fingers, hoping for RGV instead of Monterey, because we had problems with Monterey. Oh yeah, and I mean, technically, technically you guys also have problems with RGV Wait, too, we, if you want to get a Yeah, but they, they were... Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, but it's just unfortunate to see that, to see them go down to the M2. And... Oh, I agree with you. I, I, I think it's a big mistake. I think, I don't think the level of competition is going to be there for RGV down in the M2. Like you and I have 
spoken about a yeah lot. and i guess we'll find out when you know if if we find out there's new realignment like there was in the masl um yeah i mean that's it's a good but, arena in there in Monterey and, and it seemed to be a pretty decent facility and you know good energetic crowds like you would find in Monterey or Sonora um, but man one of my biggest things <clears throat> for the last probably three four years is talking about the field dimension <laughs> I, I've spoken I've spoken to you a lot about this because I think you look at the the matchbox. The matchbox is a good, culture. yeah. I mean, really, that's what it is. Do, do you find it kind of strange that some teams are allowed to have yep. different dimensions rather than all the teams having one dimension when it comes to their field? Yeah, you know, it's it, what is it supposed to be? The 200 by 85, give or take, something like that? Yep. You're very close. I don't. I don't know the exact number. Those that. are numbers. No, numbers that stick in my head. But they, you know, you 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 play on a on a volleyball court size. Yeah, essentially, I mean, you know, the field, and you're already on the other side. The proverbial overlapping basketball keys. You know, your free yeah. throws are back to back. I mean. <sighs> And I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, Soccer Sam has said many times he loves the dimensions in Baltimore. It, it, uh, I, I, I guess, you know, as and, a Baltimore fan, you would because it plays. To, I mean, yeah. that's a home field advantage if I ever saw I one. I don't care what anybody says. If you go into Baltimore and you've never played there before. Yeah, it's something. It's a huge learning curve. It's a huge. I mean, you're getting three line violations that should not even be close to being three line violations. No, and you know, a couple of years back, if I could go back a couple of years, um, sure, I like this though. To, Let's okay, go back. to the PASL years. Um, wow, back yeah, when. That is going back. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Um, you know, the soccer's played out here at the uh, facility, the family sports complex that I play right. indoor in. And it's essentially, it's one of those dual um, fields that are, you know, back to back, kind of like how it is in uh, yeah. in uh, Turlock. Turlock, yeah. And, you know, it's that same exact same or uh, type of idea, but the roof... Um, there are air vents that are exposed and there's no netting right. um, and you, hit, and, you know and you hit the hit the air vents you know it's it's a, it's a, it's a top of the and it's rock, like 20 top. maybe 30 feet high and yeah. you can't you know as a goalie you really can't get a good distribution of the field the way you'd like because oh, you no. you know and you have to alter your delivery and, and that could yeah, create I, problems. I I completely I completely one hundred percent agree with you. And um, so when San Diego came out here, you know, and, and the, the the arena is at that time was really in the middle of nowhere, you know, countryside sure. and surrounded by fields. And 
right. a couple of the guys right. came in and were like looking around like what the crap is this right you know they Absolutely. weren't prepared for it but you know as a team a good team does they overcome the limitations that are presented Absolutely. to them and Absolutely. But and it was, I think, yeah. you know, it's, it's funny you talk about being a goalkeeper because, as I said, you're a goalkeeper yourself. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, I, 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 I didn't say you were good at it. Oh, right. Uh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, that remains to be seen. I have the gloves. Yeah. I can't prove otherwise. Well, I mean, I can wear gloves. That doesn't mean I'm no. a goalkeeper, right? <laughs> No, but talk to me a little bit about the rule that a goalkeeper cannot cross midfield until the fourth quarter. You know, I I I've given you my opinion on this. I told you I absolutely despise that rule, especially because you know me being a Milwaukee fan yeah. and and having a keeper like Josh who really relies on his feet and relies on the ability to go forward to to not have that really I think hurts a team like Milwaukee and you know you talk to guys like Michael King and they're on the episode they're on the opposite end of the spectrum where they say you know goalkeepers are not meant to go forward so really yeah you know I, I grew up playing both keeper and for I mean I played all over the place but you know I, sure. I now that I I'm a keeper but I, I still have that urge sometimes to uh, just you know there's a big old gap right there in front of me and there's no one to challenge me away I go um, yeah it you know a lot of the keepers like we've mentioned you know Toth has had some fantastic shots Waltman he likes to oh, come absolutely. out Lemos, Vanzella Ariaga, for, for to mention a five or six there, right? You know they've got the skill set to do it, um, and it's unfortunate. I mean, what yeah. what did what did the league hope to accomplish by doing that, other than keeping that aspect well, of play out of it? And I you mean, know, it's it's almost limiting the team what they can do offensively, and and the, the league wants to see more offense. Why are we hindering? And why only in the fourth well, quarter? That just... I mean, the only thing I can think of is... And I'm not going to speak for the league because I can't speak for the league. But the only, the only thing I can think of is that they wanted to make it similar to, like, hockey phrases. Mm. Where the goalkeeper can come out to collect the puck, but he can't actually go forward. And okay, you know, I, I, I hadn't I, thought about it that way. I don't know if... I don't know if their thought process was, okay, well, if you're down in the fourth quarter and you need to score, now you can add that element of your offense. I don't know what they were thinking. I absolutely despise that rule. I cannot stand it. I hope... I sincerely hope they re-look at that. Yes. In, in seasons to come because I think it's it really it doesn't do the league any good. No, It really doesn't because you look at a lot of these goalkeepers and a lot of these goalkeepers that are coming into the league or that have been in the league for a, a certain p- 
period of time, they have a football background. So, so they're used to using their feet. Yep. And when, when you don't give them the ability to move forward, you're really taking that away from them. So I, I completely agree with you. I don't know why they do it. I, I have no idea. But I can tell you this. I, I really hope the league looks into that because I, I just... I, I don't agree with it. I think it doesn't add any value to the game. Nope. And, and if your goal is to add more offense, why would you take that away? That's that's the part that I don't understand. Talk to me a little bit about the realignment, so to speak, of the MASL. Obviously, we went from having four different divisions to having two conferences. Do you do you like that? Well, or, or yeah, I I guess we'll we'll see. You know, in a couple of weeks when the schedule finally comes out, how having the two conferences plays out. Right. Um, I don't know. I, because we've been talking for years as fans. Hey, we want to see the east, west, north, south. You know, games of, of old that we've had. The San Diego's, the Baltimore's, the Milwaukee's, the Dallas's, you know, the you know, let's get together, let's 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 do this. And I mean you and I have spoken about this as well. If if Milwaukee meets San Diego in the regular season, that very well could be your finals preview right there. So I mean why? Why would we not want to get that as fans? And why? Why, as people that work for the league, would, would they not want to give that to us? Well, and, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm hoping they're, that's something that they're looking at. You know, they. Oh, I. It was I said last season. Yeah, you know, we, you know, we're we're hearing what the fans are saying. They're saying they want more diversity in the game schedule. Sure. You know, and, I mean, it's it's great to have your interstate rivalries, you know, Kansas City, Milwaukee, San Diego, Ontario, which is becoming a huge one now. Um, sure. <laughs> you know, um, but at the same time, you know, let's let's get out there. Let's let's mingle. Let's boogie, you know. Let's, oh, absolutely. Let's, let's kind of do away with so, these parameters and, and, and do something I mean, dynamic. I, I agree with you. So we we know that San Diego is loaded out offense. We already know that. Uh-huh. But talk, talk to me a little bit about what you've seen in the Florida tropics, because <laughs> to me, to me, they truly are the team that has made by far the most moves in the off season. I, I honestly, and I spoke to you a little bit about this as well. Yep. I, I feel like this is a make or break year for Florida. I, I feel like they have this attitude of, okay, if we're going to win, we're going to win now, and we're going to bring in the personnel to win now. Well, they definitely, uh, I mean, you know, looking at the roster, you know, you've got your boys, Drew and Ricardinho. I knew, I knew you were going to mention that. Thank you, for, thank you for rubbing something. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, they're just right there at the top. Um, you know, they brought in Tavernese. They've got DeRoe. They've got, you know, Braithwaite. He can be a dynamic player. 
Um, oh, yeah. You know, and the ones that they're um, holding over from last season, you know, Matt Clare, he's a phenomenal scorer. Um, Tashera. Um, I mean, I, I Manfoot, mean, he's a he's a spark plug. Him and Gordy together. Whew, oh, yeah. Two of the smaller guys, you know, but oh, my gosh. You know, I, I love Gordy. I mean, he's funny when he says... To me, oh, wow. it sounds like Jeremy wants an episode of yeah. Soccer on Sunday for himself. The thing is, okay, since I brought that up, talk to me a little bit about our best friend in the league. Uh, where you... the, 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 the greatest guy in the league. The, the best guy, the most entertaining guy. Obviously, you 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 know what. Well, you know it's always good to have some uh, entertainment, um, some characters, if you will. Um, yeah, I I, I wish I. Uh, I mean, I I I've never met the guy, but he seems like a uh, an interesting character. Well, uh, you know my my viewpoint on this is that okay your job is to do well in your sport sure and in three years he scored 43 points right so what's more important <clears throat> loving sunscreen on your girlfriend or scoring goals in the MASL well, well you know I mean let's be honest well I I mean, you know, there, there's only maybe so much distraction you can create for yourself before oh, maybe sure. the act gets old. <clears throat> um, yeah. I mean, I, I think you said it best. Maybe it wasn't you, but somebody compared it to... No, I don't believe it was you. I believe it was Joe Warriak who compared it to a... WWE wrestler and I I think that's a great com- comparison because that's honestly where it reminds me of that guy who needs that attention who brings that attention well he's definitely his own he's, he's as good as a hype man I guess as you can get right um, yeah I mean again but there's there's bringing attention, and then there's bringing attention, you know. Right. I mean, do I really care that you wrestle a tiger? No, not really. I mean, I could care less. You play in the MASL. Do you really think I care? No. Uh, and you know. That's the thing. But like somebody said in the group while we're talking about it, so he accomplished. What this is wanted. true, and and every time. You know, he comes out with something, you know, it, it stirs the pot, it gets the bees buzzing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's funny. It is. I mean I'll give him the, the I'll give him nay for effort. Talk to me a little bit about Gray, because as you know, I, I I took a big offense to what Adam said about Greg because I look up to Greg and I know a lot of people in our in our group that look up to Greg and for those of you that are not part of the MASL group MASL off the wall please look that up on Facebook join the group we have a great time and 
I think everybody would love it. If you're not a part of it, please look that up and become part of it. But <laughs> talk, talk to me a little bit about Greg and his influence on the game of indoor soccer. You know, he's he's been around as well since the inception of the soccer's back in 78. Um, sure. I, he's, he is one of the nicest, most outgoing individuals that I've ever met and you know anytime you know I get a chance to talk to him he's he's got a wealth of knowledge he's been oh yeah you know like yourself he he would go on the road with the team um he used to be uh, a PA guy for the soccers um so he's I mean he has a history he knows his stuff um right you know, and I, you know, I'll be honest with you. That's why I think I took so much offense to what Huff the Stuff said about Greg because this guy has no clue what he's talking about. Well, I mean, you know, Derek tried calling me out once as well, which is kind of funny. But you know, Adam and I were <laughs> talking about that the other day, and we said, "I'm just waiting for him to respond to what I posted about him." Because he's that type of guy. Sure. And if he does, I'll be ready. You know, and, and uh, I, you know, okay, granted, Derek plays defense, or he's listed as a defender. But you look at some of these other defenders in the league, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to go with San Diego because they're the ones that I'm most familiar with. There's a shock. Okay. I know, right? Um, you look at... So, Cesar Cerda, first and foremost, he was playing out of phenomenal his mind player. last season. He's a defender. He was absolutely you know, phenomenal. Um, uh, Pino, you know, he can score like crazy. Um, yeah. I no, mean, this I... is two guys right off the top of my head. Um, Ray Contreras, I mean, you, know. you know, he's a formidable defender. He's got the size, he's got speed, he's got yeah. ball handling skills. Derek, he's got his mouth. I mean, I said it. Well, and I, I mean, it's one thing if you have your mouth and... You can back it up. You can back it up. It's not like, you know, I have to use one of my guys. Okay. Fair, fair enough. You know, you, you look at a guy like Ian Bennett, who is by far one of the best scores in this league and you know he doesn't talk crap because he doesn't no there you go you know it's yeah you know if you're a good player your game is going to do the talking you're not gonna have to do the talking no you know talk to me a little bit about this absolutely nothing to do with indoor soccer but you know that it's big for me Talk a little bit about what the Phoenix Rising of the You know, because... I'll tell you what. Um, I've been to several of their games over the last season. Just, you know, gee, hey. I, gee, I wonder why. Well. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Thanks. You I, know. I wonder, I wonder who invited you to most of those games. But anyway, <laughs> go on. Well, you know, what they've, what they have accomplished this season, um, is is nothing short of amazing to to what is it 18 is it 
It is 18. I mean, hopefully after Wednesday, it, it'll be 19. Oh, it will be 19, right. Jeremy called it. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. You, you've heard it here first. <laughs> well, I heard it from you first. Um, right, exactly. You know, with, with, with having, you know, the ownership that Phoenix does, um, having a, a, a very well international very well known I should say international player and DD Drogba who came you know and got was a yeah. good influence at getting this thing off the ground um, they brought in some phenomenal players over the last couple of years um, you know and as a goalie I watch I watch theirs you know and, and he you know just like as we were mentioning uh, about the game this past uh, Saturday against San Antonio, you know, that one-on-one save in that second half, oh that was the game right there. Shout, shout out to Zach Lubin for Zach, that there you go. Because, because if Zach doesn't make that save, guess what? That, that losing streak isn't even... Well, it was... An af- it's an afterthought. At that it was point. definitely put to, to, to the test. Um, and, you know, you got guys like Solomon and Sante. Who, Solomon! <laughs> yeah, Sullivan, you know that. You know he did. He he was. He's been having his. You know his. It's like his crosshairs were off the last couple of games. Yeah. He's had all these yeah. shots, but he's just, just missing. And you know who was the guy that hey. made it happen? Solomon. And you know, here's the thing. You know that I moved. To Arizona like four months ago, you know that you're probably my best friend by far, and we talk about this all the time. What would it mean for a city like Arizona to be able to say that they got an MLS team? You know, because we know because we know that St. Louis is St. Louis is going to be the next team to get an MLS franchise. So, well, you know. Talk to, Phoenix, they have a an, 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 a huge talent market. I mean, look at all the teams sure. on all the different levels, you know, that they have. There's sure. got Phoenix Rising, you've got FC Arizona, you've got, you know, you've got an indoor couple. You know, we've had many indoor teams. Oh, you know, there's there's such a wealth of talent out here. Well, it's insane. Hey, hey, hey. And you know what's interesting to me is, and this is something that I thought of because, you know, it's just my background, but if you look at the number of youth academies that we have here in Arizona, and it just proves to you that 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 pool of talent that you're talking about is only going to continue to grow, and that's... That's the nicest thing about it is that you know it's it's not something that's gonna go away. No, and and I I hope it doesn't. You know, um, no. I I mean I can't see it happening. I don't want to jinx it, but you know, like I said, I I mean I've been out here 19 years, and you know Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the country, sure. which blows my mind as it is. You wouldn't think of. Yeah, Arizona no, having the one of the top five cities, but I mean, there's such a a collection of talent that comes out here, international absolutely. talent. I mean, there's a lot of good homegrowns, but you know, the 
the international flavor that comes in and teaches a different style that just seems to go and mix well. And, you know, you look at a team like the Rising, who not only have an 18-game winning streak, but they've sold out 16 straight home games. And and if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know. Yeah, and, and you know, the the games that I would go to in the past, yeah, maybe half full. Well, and that that proves to you that there's something, where something good. That, that that proves to you where this this team is going. And you know, as I just told you before we even started this episode, I said it's amazing to me that season tickets are going up so yeah. high. But if think about it, that's because you know, if I have an 18 game winning streak. And I'm selling up pretty much every game. Why would I not want to raise my ticket? Oh, sure. Now that you know that, yeah, the, the, what do they call it? The uh, supply and demand. You know, know, it's it's interesting, but I want to bring up something that is kind of off topic, but not really. One of the things that I've talked about in the group every once in a while is relegation and promotion when it comes to the MLS. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I think it's doable because if you look at the USL, there's 33 teams in each division. Okay. So you're looking at approximately <clears throat> 66 teams in the USL alone. So do, do you think that it would be possible to have a relegation and promotion system in the MLS. You know, that, that has become a topic of late, you know. Um, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know, oh, it I, works I in all too. the other international professional leagues. Um, because, but yeah, we don't have them. Because I'll be honest with you, I wish, I wish the indoor market had... <laughs> Because yeah. the, then you would see teams like Turlock, who don't really produce year after year. They would go down to the M2, and then you would have teams like Rochester have, have the ability to come up and play in the LASL. But we've talked about this before. It, it's sure. a money thing, and that's really what it comes down to. It's a money thing. And Unfortunately, we don't uh, welcome resources to have a, have at our disposal. And, you know, you look at the changes that indoor soccer has gone through over the years, such as, you know, we had the debacle of the XSL way back <laughs> when, where it was yeah. four teams, and then you had the MASL, you had the MISL, you had the MP. Um, the WISL, you know, the CISL, yeah. Yeah. I mean, does it, does it, where we are now, does it give you that, okay, we're finally at the point where we have some sort of stability? You know, I, I was, uh, you look at the, uh, the German Bundesliga, okay? You know, there was a team that got, rel- um, promoted into into the, the their first division that had never been there 
before. And they played Bayern Leverkusen, I believe it was. Never played in the first division. <clears throat> they beat one of the best club teams in the world. And had never been there before. You know, and they took sure. them apart. I believe it was three to one at home. Right. You know, I, that's the kind of thing. Right. You know, you would like to see is is having those smaller teams come up to the big leagues if you know they earn their way up there. Absolutely, absolutely. And I mean, I was I was at goosebumps. I'm like, oh, good for them. You know, that's well, yeah. That's 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 awesome for the fans to be able to see. I mean, if if you don't have the ability to bring up small clubs to give them the opportunity, then what are we doing? You know, because honestly, again, you use that as an example, and that's a perfect example of a small <clears throat> club that got their opportunity to prove themselves, and they did just They that. took down Goliath. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I, I, I do believe that there is a market in the MLS. Do I think we will ever get there? No, I, I really don't think we'll get there. I wish it would. Yeah. Talk to me about what it means to, for the first time in your soccer fanhood career, if you will, to have season tickets for the first time. <laughs> well, you know... Needless to say, and having, as I've mentioned, lived, lived here in Arizona for 19 years, you know, it's not always that easy to get to a game in San Diego, but yet I've gone to El Paso many times. I've been to Dallas. I've been to a couple games in Florida. Um, right. But, yeah, when when uh, my girlfriend uh, told me, hey, I'm going to get you uh, tickets for your birthday this year, oh, I was ecstatic. You know, and, and I've never been to uh, a championship game in San Diego. And uh, I was well, on the brink. Okay, here we go. That, that's because San Diego doesn't make it to the championship. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I'm completely joking. You, I know. You know that. I know. You, you but, enjoy doing that in person. and Why not do it on a podcast? Yeah. No, yeah, I do, just because, you know, my team actually wins Wow, okay, wait. But, we, uh, let's, let's, okay. Yeah, I, I know, 15, <laughs> what? 15 when, when, seven. Okay, yeah. yeah, seven is still half of 14. Last time I checked my math, I know there's new math, well, but seven and 14 are on different. Well, you know what, at least we know oh. that you know your math, that's good. That's but, good, but you know what? It, it doesn't matter what you did in the past. It matters okay. what you did. Wow. It, it matters. It matters. No, and I see that kind of truthfully because it drives me crazy when Baltimore fans are like, well, <laughs> we, won, we won three championships. Yeah, but. Yeah, yeah, you did. Congratulations. But these are the same fans that thought the world was ending because they didn't even think they were going to make the playoffs. Well, granted, granted they made the playoffs, they beat. But, the well, Cowboys. they had to really dig deep to get that one. Well, and you know what? It just shows the character of Baltimore, really. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I can't stand Baltimore as a franchise, but I love, absolutely love some of their players. Like, 
William Benzella. He is one of the nicest guys <laughs> in the world that you will ever meet. But their fans just make me want to wring my own neck sometimes. You know, like it's like it's like being in a bad movie that doesn't end for like four months. You know, that's just the way it is. But you know, again, it's it speaks volumes to what Baltimore is as an organization with guys like Danny Kelly, with guys like <laughs> David Bascombe. You know, they've done a tremendous job over there. And so I, I would ask you this, and I know it's very early yet to go here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Since, oh. since, since, you know, you're the San Diego super fan. Well, I do what I can. Where do you, yeah, where do you see San Diego going this year? Where do you think, because I mean, potential is a lot different than reality as we well, found out you know, last season. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you know, having having listened to Craig Elston and Nate Abarea, you know, doing their podcasts um, on the soccer's overtime, the soccer's specific Podcast. One of the things that they've <clears throat> had uh, covered, you know, especially with the signing of, of a goalkeeper in Ariaga. I mean, this, you know, we, we've not ever since the the Toth trade, you know, this last season, we haven't had a specific backup to Boris. Right. You know, no, I, I, I mean, we yeah. had that luxury of having Chris and Boris, two of the best keepers. You know, Chris being the two-time defending goalkeeper of the year. Well, and I mean, I'll be honest with you. If there's any situation that proves to you that you need a good backup goalkeeper, it's it's that in Milwaukee where, you know, Josh went out for, what was it, five or six games? Something like that. And Rafa Diaz comes into place. He did phenomenal job. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I I don't think he's one of the best backup goalkeepers in the league, but he did his job. Yes, he did. And that's what it comes down to in this league. And I think think if you look at San Diego, I, I think if they can share up their defense on restarts, I oh, think. Yeah. Top of the box, it, it, especially. At the top of the arc, I should say. Oh, Those, that was just an Achilles heel for some. Not in... And I know and I I know we've spoken about this as well, but <clears throat> I truly think eventually you have to stop relying on winning in overtime. Yeah. And don't you yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't think anybody says, hey, we're going to make this thing go into overtime and win the game. But ultimately, I think if if you rely on that... It takes a toll. It it takes a toll, absolutely. And I mean, you know, yeah, they did really well in overtime games, but then when it... The one time... The one time they needed to do well, they didn't do well. And that's... Not a knock on San Diego, that's not a knock on you, but it just proves my point to the fact that, you know, you can't rely on the fact that, okay, we're going to win every time we go 
into overtime because clearly you're not. Yep. You know. And I'll be honest with you, I I think San Diego is going to be right there. Oh, I I I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Hopefully, I I would like to say that Milwaukee will be right there too. Um, You know, obviously with the loss of Ricardinho and with the loss of Jim Ruggles, it's it's not helpful to your team. But like I said to you numerous times over and over again. Anytime you have Ian Bennett and Max Ferdinand on your team, you're doing something right. And only that we have a great goalkeeper in Josh Lamos. And, you know, I, I, I said this at the beginning of last season. I said, I would not be surprised if it's San Diego and Milwaukee. Yep. And you know what? I, I stand by that going into this season. I think it could very well be. San Diego and Milwaukee in the finals. Um, whether or not that actually comes to fruition, I I don't know. You know, it's it's the MASL. Anything can happen. Yes, it does. But it's but this is the thing I want to ask you, and I've asked you this before. And you, you never give me a straight answer <laughs> when we were. When we were sitting at the rising game, so I'm gonna force you to be oh, okay. What what team are you? Mm. What team are you most excited about besides San Diego going into this season? Well, I guess I I would have to say I'm I'm curious to see what Florida can do. Um, with with the way they loaded up, you know, I've I've met their their head guy Andrew Ross you know he's a really nice super guy um, yeah. you know I got to talk with him a little bit over the phone um, prior to those games um, but let's be honest let's be honest hey he's he's putting a product on the field you know um, they haven't had the best attendance the last couple of seasons but you know with, with no. uh, what they're doing down there, ooh, I, I I think they'll be uh, given given that uh, East Coast uh, run. I really do. Who who are you most worried about within your own division? In my own, um, well, I'm curious to see what Sonora will do now that they've come back. Uh, we know what Monterey can do. Right. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Ontario. I mean, they've what? Well, I mean, you know, you go out inside the king. Of course, you're <laughs> going to be a good. Team. Well, yeah, and, and now just... you're gonna you're gonna pit Craig Childs, who's the soccer's all-time uh, goal scorer, yeah, you know, with with Frank Tayu. I mean, these are right. the two big goal scorers in the league over the last several seasons. You know, uh, Craig's been an MVP. He's been the he's been the league goal scorer champion. But then Frank's got it. So, I mean, we're putting we're putting two big yeah. kids in the same room and let them fight it out. Um, well, I mean, you know that that's the funny thing about this league is that 
You you can think that you know what's gonna happen, but guess what? You never know. You never know. I think mean, Bernie he he means business this season. Not that he hasn't been business the last couple of years, but uh, he he came to play. He came to play. Oh, absolutely. Well, listen, man, it's been an absolute blast. Likewise. I'm so happy. And I'm so happy that we were able to do this. And if you wouldn't mind, I would love to bring you back in the middle of the season and talk about how the soccers are doing. Hey, sure thing. I look forward to it, you know. And of course, we will bring you to some more rising games because clearly they're the best team clearly. in Arizona right now. So, <laughs> hey man, thank you so much for being on my podcast. I really appreciate it. You bet, um, sir. If you got- if you guys want to hear more, please go to www.coachrica.com. And until next time, I will see you guys later. Peace out. Bye-bye. All right. See you, Chris. Adios, buddy. <laughs>